Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we are joined by two, now I think regulars now on the podcast. It's his second appearance. We're joined by George. George, how's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. And of course, we're joined by none other than Blue Ticked now, Dave Azapardi. Dave, welcome to the club, mate. How, how are you? Look at that face. <laughs> Look how happy he is. <laughs> thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm all good. All good, thanks. Very well deserved, if I do say so myself, mate. Mm. You put a lot of work into what you do, so Cheers, fully deserved. Thank you. There's all the noises out of the way. Right, you wanker. Let's talk about Burnley. <laughs> let's talk about that Burnley game. In fact, let's tell you what we're going to talk about throughout the podcast. So we're going to talk about the Burnley game, which is an absolute car crash. We're going to preview the Brighton game. Discuss the latest news that was dropped earlier today. Today, as in Tuesday, by John Percy, the Telegraph surrounding uh, summer plans at Molyneux. Uh, we'll also have a quiz, and of course, we will answer some of your questions. But lads, let's cast our minds back to Sunday, two o'clock, Turf Moor. I remember speaking to you, George, a couple of weeks ago after the Newcastle game, and I said I'm expecting exactly the same at Burnley, and it's pretty much carbon copy of what we got, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And um, I actually thought first half, and this is probably a weird thing to say, it's probably one of our better first half performances at Turf Moor in recent years. I actually felt, you know, in terms of the way performances go in the Premier League, I thought I felt comfortable. You know, we were creating a few chances. I thought Fabio looked quite looked quite lively, and um, we were winning the midfield battle. And that's usually what Burnley tend to do, which they just seem to out outman us, which is probably a, a weird and a bad thing to say, but usually bully us a little bit. And I thought Matinho Dendonka was standing up to that battle quite well. And um, first half, I was relatively happy and comfortable with it all. And then yeah. second half, we came out a little bit sloppy. I don't Again, I don't think there was much in the game. And then as soon as we would go 1-0 down, it's just game over with us, isn't it? It's just this year, we. I think we won three points from losing positions all year and that was that Villa turnaround in the last 10 minutes and yeah I know we'll get into a bit more detail but there's a lot of questions to be asked of this current squad for me. Absolutely I know on the last podcast we I broached the topic of almost the squad having having no bollocks and I, and I think that's you know I think that's quite a big label to put on a team I think that's you know you can always you, you can be outplayed and that be you know not have the ability but to lack bollocks I think is you know it's not something people take lightly but you, you've got to almost look at it haven't you You like, like you've just said there there's there's only one game this season where we've gone behind and we've managed to get something from the game and that was the Villa game where we were absolutely awful for 80 minutes but Dave what do, what do you think what do you think the problem is do you think that the you know when it when it really comes down to it when 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 the going gets tough this team just doesn't get going does it yeah I think like you said we um <clears throat> spoke about it a little bit in the last episode just in terms of lack of grit and lack of lack of fight sometimes. Like George said, I thought the first half, it was just wave after wave of Wolves attacks, wasn't it? You know, Burnley were clearing the ball and Bolly was winning mm. literally everything. And, you know, it was just a matter of almost a matter of time. I think if we played that first half for another five, ten minutes, we may well have found, you know, the back of the net. And I don't know what switched. I don't think Burnley changed our approach as such. Um I, I think we just almost I don't know, just went a little bit more negative and started sitting deeper ourselves when we really didn't need to. Again, this is the case of, you know, such a big chance for Wolves. Burnley uh, not having Cornet in their squad. A little bit like Leeds earlier in the season, we played them with a number of players missing and dropped points there. 
you know, uh, despite having the advantage in that game. It's happened three or four times this season. And you know what? If we actually just had the right approach in two or three of these games, look where we'd be in the league. I saw a, a league table earlier on. From the 1st of January, Wolves are actually fifth in the Premier League. We could be, we could have been the second or third best team in the league easily. And it's just stupid games, stupid results, just disappointing away performances, which is frustrating because our away form probably up until sort of January was was pretty good. Um, but yeah, no fight, and it's it's frustrating. I know we'll talk about transfer rumors and stuff later on, but yeah, this it's mm. it's it sounds harsh saying something needs to change, but it kind of does. There there definitely needs to be some sort of personnel change in the squad. Yeah. I, um, I was having a, a discussion with someone on Twitter uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. I think we talk, I can't remember. I can't remember the bloke's name, but he did raise some valid points. So if, if you if you are listening to this, make sure you drop a comment because I can't remember for life. But you know you are. He was saying we do not score enough goals. It's a problem. And I said, well, as long as you you know we keep them out down the other end, it doesn't really matter. Plus, in the second half of it, since since the turn of the year, we've been one of the highest scorers in the league. But <sighs> We, I, I never thought we'd say this, but if you take Pedence out of this team, we create absolutely nothing. And I've not been Pedence's biggest fan. I think this season has almost been a bit of a baptism of fire. I think he was under underutilised during Nuno's time. But, Jordan, it just it, without him in the team, we don't look to create anything. And, and he's, I think he's up there with chances created, um, excluding set pieces, isn't he, for, in the league? I think he is. Yeah, and I think um, the big thing without Pedence in the team is we've got no one who tries to play through the lines or even tries to, you know, play down the sides of the fullbacks or anything like that. And that's how that's where Burnley's goal come from. McNeil cutting in, playing a, a sliding a ball in between um Sice and I think it was Sice and Johnny, wasn't it? And the pullback comes to Vidra and it's into the back of the net. And we yeah. that pretends we don't have that. And I think how we saw I, I quite I was quite intrigued by the formation in terms of having Jimenez, Fabio and Huang to see how it looks like. And I think that um, Huang, it looks like we bought him prematurely now. Let, let's be honest about that. But I don't. I also don't think we're playing to his strengths in the way of he's when he when you know he got his reputation in that Salzburg team. He was playing off Haaland and he was pretty much playing on the last man, winning you know the flick-ons from Haaland, etc. Whereas we're giving him the ball to feet, and I don't think he is that good on the ball. To be honest with you, it looks like a bang average player when he's got the ball to feet. Um, Raul out on the right to try and get him in the team. I, I, I don't know what to say about him. I, I feel very slanderous to say anything bad about the guy because he's the best striker I've seen in a wolf shirt, bar Robbie Keane for me. And uh, you fucking know you're showing your age now, Jordan. Yeah, I know, that's a debate for that's a whole debate for another yeah. podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> best striker, striker I've seen since Derek Dugan. <laughs> 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 But it's like, you know, at the moment, it feels like Jimenez is getting in the team on reputation and not just reputation this season, past reputation. Yeah. Phenomenal player for us in his prime. But he hasn't, I don't think he's warranted a guaranteed start in place in this Wolves team all season. Like, and he was just flat again. And I, the fact that Fabio came off, I'd, yeah, I'd, I've, yeah. Got, I've got no. I've got no answers as to why what Bruno's seen to, to make did, that did you go to the game, George? No, but I watched it on a Astro yeah. Super Sport one. Nice. I hope that's legal. Um I, I was, I was girl, at the game. three miles away. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a blue tick, I don't need to be careful. No. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was at the game, and when the when the board came up for Fabio, I've not seen a reaction to a sub like that all season. There was there was booze, there was like literal booze, and I was one of them because I don't I don't think Quang played that badly as 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 badly as people are making it out to be. He was better than he has been. Still, obviously, nowhere near good and good enough. But for me, if anyone was going to come off, it was Jimenez. Although Silva, you know, he, like I said, didn't score, which is the big question mark that always is, is above his head, especially with those on Facebook in, in the Wolves groups who absolutely hound the bloke. Um, it, it had to be Jimenez who's come off because if anyone was going to score, I thought I thought it was Fabio. So unless unless it's a fitness thing, I don't get it. And I think you are right, George. There, he's, Jimenez is in the team purely based on the credit in the bank he's got from the previous two or three seasons. But you know what? It's fair enough. But I I think it was any other player to be out of the team. I don't know what you think about it, Dave. Yeah, I think it's hard because Jimenez, obviously, for 60, 65 minutes of their game, played out of position. Yeah, I think when we all saw that lineup, we thought sound. Silver and Jimenez as the front two and then Huang as the sort of number 10 in the hole. Um, <clears throat> we didn't see that. Jimenez was really playing as a winger, throughout, especially throughout the first half. When we had the front foot, you know, I thought that Jimenez, if he drifted a little bit more centrally with Silva, tried some sort of, you know, quick one-twos and so on, we were in. I thought Samedo picked up some nice positions as well. Um, so, yeah, it was frustrating. I think I think you're right. You know, I know there's a lot of people, there's some people that are in our comments or speak to us and say, yeah, I agree with you about Fabio Silva. And then there's others that say, I can't understand why you're backing Fabio Silva. You know, I think at the moment he's still such a Marmite player. Um, and I think he's got a long. He's still got a long way to go. I'm not a big fan of Huang. I've said that since you know, especially since January, since we triggered the clause. I just thought it was way too early. Again, I've said it a couple of times, and I'm sure I'll regret one or two of them. But the fact that we've triggered that clause when he was just coming back from an injury, and he'd only scored sort of however right. many goals, four goals since you know September or October. It just doesn't make sense to me, especially when you got till the end of the season to to, to trigger it. But this is um, the thing, mate. Like if he, if he was to come back and then did his cruciate ligament, what what where well, where are we then? That's what I said to you about the net the netto deal. Yeah. Johnny came back from a long term ACL injury, and we give him a new three year deal last year. He played about three games and done his other ACL. So I know he's come come good now, but how often have you seen players come from two ACL injuries and and can't run? You know, mm. that was such a stupid decision at the time. And then they've done it with Neto. And I get it from a, a club point of view because you want to make the feel, player feel welcome and sort of give him almost a big morale booster when they're coming back into the team. But same with Neto as well. We're still yet to see him break back into the first team and, and so on. It looks miles Huang, off it, mate. Yeah. He looks nowhere near fit. Yeah, so I don't know with Huang. I think George's right in regards to he doesn't... He's a player that, as mad as it sounds, he's a footballer that doesn't really... He can't really play football as such. He has to run onto the ball and so on. You think about his goals, the two against Newcastle, especially with two great through balls from Jimenez, which he ran onto, took a couple of touches and put the ball in the back of the net. But as a player, I think with, with Bruno, he's almost, at times, he wants to play football. He wants to get the ball on the ground and knock it about. And I don't think Wang's the right player to do it. If you put him on the last man to run onto things and sound, um, you know, because that worked with Adama as well. Like so many times he got a lot of stick. The last two weeks of his Wolves career, he scored the goal against Southampton when he was on the last man. And he scored the goal against Brentford, which was disallowed where he was on yeah. the last man. Start putting Huang there and see what no, happens. I don't, I don't get it. Um, we'll, we'll obviously discuss the Burnley game 
in, in a bit more in a bit more detail after this point. But Jimenez on, on Sunday, it was, and I described it on 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 the fans react. It's I don't, I, Jordan, I don't know if you've ever played pro clubs on FIFA. Have you ever, you ever played it? I'm too old, aren't I? Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like when you play play that and. You've not touched the ball in not three or four minutes, and none of your mates want to pass it to you because you're shit and you always give the ball away. This person, by the way, is me. Ask Dave. Yeah. I am. I am this person. And when you get the ball, you think, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do three or four players. Here. I'm gonna take everyone on. I'm gonna try a Hollywood pass, or I'm gonna smash one from forty yards. And that's what I felt. Jimenez was like on Sunday. Like his decision making was absolutely terrible. I mean, there was a couple of times where, all right. To credit to him, he's out of position, and he did pick up some good positions in in between that inside pocket between Charlie Taylor, and we had a lot of success with that in the first half because Samado was stretching Taylor out, and why didn't know where to pick him up? But there was there was times we picked the ball up, and I don't know if he's got too much time on the ball or he's not a familiar position, but it's just decision making. The final ball was terrible. I remember that the run he had in the second half where he could have played Huang through if he just slid him through, and he decided to try and take two or three touches and have a shot. Like I, I just. I don't, I don't get it. And there's been a lot of times this season where his decision making has been very, very poor. Um, but you know what? Uh, when do we get to the point where we're like, look, he's had a serious injury. He's extremely lucky to even be alive, not play football. But when are we going to be having the conversation where it may be that I don't know, he may not be right for the way we want to play. He may not be the Raul Jimenez of old, and it kills me to say that, but. Maybe the case, and maybe we need to have a, we need to discuss that in the summer. It's a big talking point, and he's, you know a lot of fans feel strongly about it, and rightly so. He's done very I well. I think that for us. that'll be one that again, and and that's what you know football is all about opinions. But that is one that's going to massively split opinion, isn't it? You know, I'm I'm hoping. You know, I agree with you there. I think it's been a poor season for him, and I was frustrated on Sunday. But I think you know I, I sort of ignore the you know ignore that performance a little bit because of his where he actually played for most of the game, yeah. but. You know, you look at him, you look at Fabio Silva, then you go back to last season, you look at William Jose, you know, we're struggling to score goals. Now, yes, I, I agree that part of that is coming down to the strikers. But you've also, you know, you've also got to look at the, the central midfielder or the playmaker option as well. We haven't had a proper central midfielder or playmaker for the last two years. You know, we've been relying on the same creative mm. sources, really. So... I don't know. I think I'd give him another year if it was me. But you've got to make sure you get those right creative players, whether that be Morgan Gibbs-White or whether that be somebody else that you're going to be bringing in. I know we're going to talk about rumours a little bit later, but I think yeah. you've got to give him another year I think before he had one we can start this, this yeah. discussion. One guilt edge opportunity in the first half where I think he took his left foot miles away anyway and it was up the other end of the pitch. But you raise a good point there, Dave. We, we, we didn't really create much apart from that to him to, to, to miss, miss chances. We didn't create many sh shot-creating chances so it's it, it's a it's it's a real difficult one there's rumors of Bayern Munich being interested in him as a replacement for Lewandowski which I, I find hard to believe yeah. even rumors that he wants to go back to Mexico or which is something I'd probably say is a bit more believable than the the, the Bayern Munich rumors but it's definitely a conversation to be had in the summer I get why fans get protective over him though because of what he's done for the club and for me he's still still the you know the best striker I've ever seen at Molyneux but you know there's there's there is no time for sentiment in football. We've, we've, we've seen it at our club. When you start being sentimental with stuff, you end up falling down the divisions. And, you know, maybe there is a conversation to be had about it. But let's talk about the Burnley game. Going back to that, Lance, because we digress a little bit there. Um, like George said, first half was all right. But second half, it was just... We compl I, don't, I don't know I don't know what happened. I really do not know. And I, it just felt spineless. And you, you knew as soon as they scored, you could see... 
our players, it was just like, oh my god, are we going to get out of this? Yeah, <clears throat> we're not. That, that's the thing. I, I looked at that. I what? Well, I say, looked at it. I watched, and there's been so many times this season where, well, you can you can look back, you know, since we were back in the Premier League, and again, it feels really harsh to say about the amount of times we chuck it and we just bottle games and big moments. Yeah. But every, we don't win big games. The only big game we've won in the last three years, or it's at least felt like, is Man United in the quarterfinal of the cup. Every time it's a big game, we fold. We completely fold under it. And that team on Sunday, you look at it, we've, bar Connor Cody, there's no leaders on that pitch. Like, you know, and I know people might point to Matinho. Uh, he's a great player. He leads by example. I wouldn't say he's a leader. He's not going to get anyone by the scruff of the neck and, you know, show that passion, as people would call it. Um, passion, yeah. yeah. Passion. 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 Show some fun and passion. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like the... Um, there's no one any time we go one down, we just look like we feel sorry for ourselves. No one takes a game by the scruff of the neck. That's not about clattering to someone, it's just someone just trying and like trying to do something a little bit different to change the game. And you know, we bring on Neto, and I think for me, you can see Neto's been rushed back because of you on the cards, I think personally. And Adama's gone, and I think he's miles off it, like you've mentioned already. I don't. If you know, if we end up losing Saturday and we, you know, that gap for Europe gets even bigger, I just want to even put him in the squad for the rest of the. I'll just say, look, have yourself, have yourself a bit of a break, have a pre-season because he's, he's nowhere near it. And um, I think when we went one 0 down, I can't even remember us having like a spell in the game where they're under pressure, Burnley. It was the most comfortable one nil yeah. for a team that are under pressure, fighting and scrapping for the lives. We made it so easy. We just roll over and got our bellies tickled. It's, it's yeah, it's not good enough for me. We're we're having a really good season. I, I thought top ten at the start of the season would be a good season. Look how great it could have been. You got this Burnley game, Newcastle, the two Arsenal games, um, Leeds Leeds at home, Leeds away. Like we we could. Quite, there's no reason why we couldn't be like fifth this season. Yeah. No, no doubt, easy, and it's just we, so. We, We've been saying all season and, and predominantly after each window, we hope this isn't going to be oh, what could have been season. And unfortunately, that's that's the way it seems to be unravelling, which is yeah. frustrating. And it, it hasn't really been backed. And it, these aren't his players. But, you know, I've been screaming for the rooftops how great Bruno is. But he's got to be accountable for some of this. He has to be. I, but, you know, I've seen, I've seen some... Some fans calling for his head, which I think is you think he's extremely premature from someone who yeah. called for Nuno's head. I was one of yeah. the first to do it. I won't be I won't be calling for manager's head that quickly again. I fucking tell you that for free. Um but I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a bit premature. But we've lost six out of the last eight. I think, you know, question you've got to ask some questions about him. He's not he's not immune to criticism, is he, Dave? No, I, I think I heard that on Sunday. I couldn't believe it. it didn't it didn't feel like our record was that bad. But you know, a win, I think. Yeah, every time you know West Ham throw it away and we have a chance to actually climb above them, we're like, oh, nah, actually, let's leave it. Um, yeah, no one really just, wants that seventh place. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know what it is. I think he's too reactive in in regards to substitutions, and and I mean that by he waits for us either to go a goal down, well, normally to go a goal down before he makes any changes. I think New, I'm sure Nuno always used to do stuff like that. He would he would keep our team the same until the other team made at least, you know, made substitutions. 
I can't. What was his? What was his theory there? It, they were weakening their team when they made substitutions or something mm. strange like that. But with Bruno, he's he needs to start being proactive instead of reactive in regards to substitutions. He needs to look at the game, 55, 60 minutes. If it's there for the taking, which it was on Sunday, I think what do I need to change now to win this football match? And instead, he waited for them to go one nil up. And like George said earlier, our record after going behind is not is not good enough. So. There's things, and it's his first year in the Premier League, and you know, first year in a different country and, and, and whatnot. So he's gonna learn. He's learned loads. You can tell he's changed as a manager. But I remember, and this was this is gonna be ages ago, Matt. I'm sure a lot of our people probably didn't even listen to this podcast. Last game of the season after the Europa League, we played Sevilla. And I remember Nuno had said that he wanted to change all this style, wanted to yeah. change how we played, more attacking. And I said, Well, people have got to realise that, you know, if he's gonna change it and go more attacking next season, we're gonna Yes, we might get some more wins, but we've got to expect some more losses. And that's what's happened this season. Although the games that we're losing, it's not like it's, we're not losing because we're going for it and we've been caught out because we're attacking. We're losing because we've been crap. So that's yeah. what needs to change, really. I still, we still have not replicated since the first three games of the season. Bar Watford, we've not replicated an attacking performance like those first three games. Everton at home, that's the only other one. Uh, for the yeah. first but half. even then, we were a bit ropey, I thought, second yeah. half. Yeah. Um, but Watford game, especially. But we've not replicated an attacking performance as good as those. I don't. You know what makes me laugh as well. Obviously, large played a free flowing football at Benfica, one of the top teams in a fairly poor league. All the comments are like, "What happened to Bruno Ball? I thought we were getting attacking football." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We, we've not said that he's going to come in and play." This oh, it's uh, we've when not people say, well, "Why aren't we playing four four two like he promised?" I was like, "All right, you find me the quote where Bruno Lars said I'm going to be playing attacking four four two football." Four four. Everyone just assume two. that. I assume that. You know, you no, he ain't said it. Yeah. I remember yeah. doing a couple of interviews when he first came in, and everyone's like, "Well, what's his playing system?" I'm like, "Well, in in Portugal, he likes playing a four four two with two I double know. sixes in the middle." I'm like, "We can be <laughs> fucking further from the truth, though." Look, okay, I'm going to clear what I'm on about, but you're right, Dave. The perform the performances have been shit, and these are the these are the types of performances that Nuno was hung out to drive for, and like, and I think Bruno should be getting the same kind of, uh, you know, t- treatment. Really, he should be criticised for it because it isn't good enough. Burnley are fighting for the lives and they wanted it more on Sunday and, and that's why they won. They're, they're shit. They're, they're a poor side. They're a very poor side, but it came down to who wanted it more and they managed They managed to get the result. But even when we're chasing the game, there is absolutely no urgency to get the ball forward and to zip it about. You're telling me that Burnley weren't there to be played around. When we did play, they, they were at sixes at sevens. So why, why weren't we doing it? We, we get the ball, we, we break, there's gaps appearing and... You get players like Huang who will just turn into the centre and just lay it off and then just jog off. It's like, where, where is the urgency? Where is the urgency in the play? It's so annoying. Yeah, we haven't got the, it's the same problem we've had since we've come up though in the Premier League. And we've not had a midfielder like it. And again, this is not me saying that we should have, you know, he should have been in our squad when we come up. Yeah, we've not had a midfielder since that. <laughs> yeah. In terms of basically someone box to box and we'll, Try and break through the lines. Like we don't have anyone to we don't have a ball carrying midfielder. As no. good as Neves Moutinho are, they're We're not very similar profiles. Yeah, so then Donker for me is we still haven't seen him play in his natural position. I don't I still don't you know. I know there's a, he gets a lot of stick, but yeah, if you put him sitting in one of these traditional number sixes in a four four two, he'd probably look half decent because he'd just shuttle along left and right. But I don't yeah, every week we're asking him to do a different role. 
goes from being like the Belgian Dave Dave Edwards to like I don't even know what he was trying to do on the weekend. What what did the what did the Crawley manager say in an interview this week? He this player's been in more more positions than he would be in a porno film. Yeah. Feels like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about the other comments he made as well because I think he's here. Has he been suspended for? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, quite he's a strange bloke, mate. He's yeah, like, he, he, I mean the way he speaks to the speaks to the press in his post match yeah, interview yeah, is yeah. disgraceful. Um, but you, you're right. I just we, we need another profile in the midfield. Is Gibbs White the bloke to come in and do it? I don't think so. I don't think he's that man to to to, to do that. I think he looks better off off the wide positions. One player who I've always liked at Burnley is Dwight McNeil, and I was watching him play on Sunday, and I thought he would be. You know how the, you know how uh, Bruno almost deploys Dendonka and Trincao as that. You know what what do you call it, Dave? Uh, Mazala. A Mazala, that's it. A Mazala, yeah. thank you, mate. Chicken tikka, oh, chicken tikka, <laughs> Mazala. Yeah, I, I think he'd be perfect for that. I, I, he's one of those footballers who you put him in the same category as, and I say it all the time, Mares, Trincao. Obviously not world class, but Trincao and Mares in the same. No, but like, no, but like the, te- the, the the technique when they carry the ball no, no, and mean. the way that they turn. Like obviously, yeah. Mares and Trincao shouldn't be in the same conversation. But the, the, the players who've got like really good technique. Like he's one of them. And well, thought, he's I've another one. Perfect. McNeil's another one that people would judge. Now, this is we mentioned him obviously. I think on the last podcast, and then I saw one or two, one person saying, "Oh no, he's not actually been good this year for Burnley." And then I actually spoke to the Burnley fan. I think it was on the preview, and he said, "You know, he'd been, you know, he'd been okay." But he's one that um, people look at his stats and just jump on him straight away because I think they said on the commentary on Sunday he's the player with the most shots this season without scoring a goal. But even even against us, he looked like a threat, didn't he? You know, he cut inside, so made well. it difficult for Wolves. Even as a wing back, I know we spoke about it last time as well. There's a couple English. of times he drove into the box, didn't he? And like, yeah. uh, you could see our defense thinking shit. Like, mm. I mean, he took his past two players. It, I, I think he'd be perfect for that role. I think they'll stay up, but I think he might be one of those players who goes. And he's English as well, and he's a bit he's a big lad as well, which I always I always like to see. So, bet you do. Get him in. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken us 22 minutes. Yeah, there you go. Horrible, horrible man. Um, <laughs> but even when we, you know, we're chasing the game, we went, we switched to 4 4 2, and surprisingly, we looked even worse. I don't know why he does it. I really don't. Because we, we, we look more of a threat when we play the five at the back because, though, you know, you're used to those kind of passing movements. And when we play the 4 4 2, it looks so unnatural. We looked, we looked worse. I thought. Yeah, I thought Neto looked like a like a, a mini soccer player. Like generally, like it was like a little kid who's got told just stay on, stay wide, get wide. Yeah. Like, I think he moved from the touchline, and then like, and again, I'm not blaming Neto at all. Like I say, I think he's nowhere near fit right now. But look, you're right. Like we went to four four two, and we completely collapsed. It reminded me of the Albion game at home when Nuno <laughs> took like Neves, Matinho, Cody off. And then, like everyone was looking around at each other, going, "Well, what should we to, do?" Yeah, who's meant to pass the ball? It's usually, that's what I mean. It's not them, those, what, those, what doing, and, um, I, yeah, shambles. I was gonna like literally just before this podcast, right? I've just come back from football coaching, and this is the same thing that happened on, on Sunday Wolves. We had a goal kick right just now in training. You got your two defenders, two wingers, and just a massive hole in the middle. I said, like, so if the opponent gets that, just you know, they're just gonna run through you. That exactly happened on Sunday when Neto came on. You had the strikers there, the two wingers on, on each side or whatever, massive hole in the middle. It's like, literally, 
why is no one like getting into that space? And if you got if you've got a number ten or anyone on that pitch in that space, there we're going to create another opportunity. And it's like Burnley just had it had us on toast because we just didn't move, didn't create anything. It's so static, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what it. That's exactly what it, like a donut just in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, like, what's, what's what's happening here? Yeah, so, when like, when Lars was at Benfica when he played the four four two, I think they were almost. It almost like inside forwards as well, weren't they? They were, they were cutting inside, and they put Neto straight. And the shadow striker as well. Just, yeah. just, just come deeper. Just pick the ball up, and that's what Silver would have done if he kept Silver on, taking Huang off. You know, he would have done that. He would have come deep because Silver does come deep to get the ball, he holds up play, and brings other players into play. It would have happened. I just, I don't get it. He's, he's Bruno's substitutions are terrible. There's only been the Villa game where he's changed something and we all thought, like, what is he doing? And, and it, you know, it paid dividends. But his substitutions, too, as Dave famously tweeted, when is his clown going to make a sub? Or he did with the game. <laughs> have, you, have, you tweet, have, you, have you tweeted that since, mate? Because perhaps that's the magic that we need. Ooh, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to find the tweet now as well. <laughs> what? But, yeah, the, sub, the substitutions are, are terrible. And the comments post-match, I just... I don't get... I really don't get like fans are crying out for some kind of just you know not justification, but you know put your hand up and say we got it wrong, and it's almost like well you know we we tried and sometimes I thought we were a better team. It's like what game are you watching, man? Yeah, it's it's just annoying when you travel all that way, don't you? And you hear you hear you hear lots stuff like that. It's yeah. just lip service. Yeah, it's vanilla, isn't it? No one wants to hear this. It's all you know. Tweet something like we go again. It's, yeah. I, like, it pisses me like. Only we can make players, it right. The players are like, it's, it's not just Wolves players, any player, but like Wolves players on Monday, we'll we'll continue, we'll learn as a pack. I'm like, just fuck off and we'll do it on the pitch. You know what I mean? Wolves a week. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's like we'll go again next week. Like, you know, you're the same at Newcastle as you did at Burnley. Like, <laughs> not going to change. And uh, it just pisses me off. All the, and like you're right, you just wish you'd go. I mean, after the, when was it? The Like the Arsenal game. The West Ham game, he said we played well away. I'm like, mate, what are you watching? Like, I'd rather the West Ham game was a, took the biscuit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, I was like, just be honest, go look, we didn't turn up, we were shit, and we'll 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 come back next week. Not all this. Oh well, I think we had like moments. We had we did this and did that because you just see right through it, and that's where he'll start losing the fans. I think if he keeps coming out with these, mm. and I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. Like, I, don't, oh, I, don't yeah. I think he's done a good. I think he's had a great great first season. Could have been better, but. That's where you lose the fans is when you just start talking shite because people see through it. People aren't stupid either, are they? You know. No. Well, some people are. But... Yeah. No, but like it will get to a point where, like Bruno, you said that four weeks ago, and the same thing. It's going to be solutions, guy. Yeah, like, no solutions. Like you can only say solutions so many times, but it's like, well, you know, mm. it just gets tiresome. Like, I don't. I, I don't know about you lot, and I, I was thinking about this the past like two or three weeks. I don't, I don't know if it's like personnel, but I don't really feel connected to this team. Like the team that came up in the season, in the, like the first season of the Prem, I felt like I would run through brick walls for that team. Whereas this, like, it just feels like a, it just feels like a bit of a disconnect. Maybe it's because Nuno does, uh, Bruno doesn't give the sound bites that Nuno used to give, and you know, again, lip service and dreaming it for free, whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I just feel, I just feel a little bit disconnected from it all. I think one of the things, as mad as it sounds, is probably that we're not scoring a lot of goals. Perhaps, I think when yeah. you're scoring a lot of goals and stuff, especially at home, so it's everyone proper up for it. And the amount of times we've heard people complaining about the atmosphere and stuff like that. When you've got entertaining football and scoring goals, that's what gets the crowd 
rowdying up for it, you know, celebrating a lot more. And that's I think that's how you get the connection with players. And the fact that we haven't scored a huge amount of goals probably doesn't, you know, doesn't help that. So yeah. I think it's just a bit stagnant as well. It's the same squad, isn't it? For Donald's playing squad for like four years. And I think that we 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 see them every week and like you sort of you know we're playing the same sort of systems and it sounds ludicrous to say you want change doesn't it when you're eighth in the premier league when you look at you know what other teams are doing around us um in the midlands and uh saying look how good you got it but i, I do generally think it's just gone a bit stale and the first three games like it's been touched on already i know we lost all three games but it was brilliant yeah, like, it was i know it sounds stupid but it was brilliant and like it's just gone back to, I feel like we're watching a diluted version of Nuno's Wolves at the moment. Mm. And the first just... three games, though, like we lost them. But you say if we lost the first three opening games of the season, usually we think fucking hell, we're going to struggle here. But I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that we would kick on because of the way we were playing. But then, like the Watford game, we we got we got the result, but it was like it was pretty shit to watch, and it was not many not been many performances this season where. It has been good to watch or it's been free-flowing. And I don't care if it's good to watch if you're winning games. I do not care because no one's going to no one's gonna look back at the season when you won the FA Cup and thought, yeah, but they played shit for most of it. No no one cares. But mm. when you don't get the results, and I said this about Nuno's reign, don't care if we're winning, but when you're not getting results, that's when it becomes a problem. And, you know, six, 60 feet out of the last eight, it's a bit of a problem. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's where you're passive in games as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, Newcastle, really passive. Burnley, I thought we were passive for large parts that second half. It's where you come off, and, well, you're watching it going, there's more, there's another 10% in this team. And we're mm-hmm. playing a lot break on. Like, if you're winning, you're okay with it, you get away with it and you move on. But it's we just miss chances, don't we, in terms of... Like, Sunday was missed three points. Newcastle was missed three points. And somehow we're still in the Europa, Europa League. Uh, well, shot. There's no consistency in the performances, is there really? Like when, for argument's sake, with Dyche and Burnley, they always knew what they were going to get. They knew they weren't going to dominate the games. They knew they were going to rely on set pieces and whatnot, and 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 that's what the fans knew was going to happen. Whereas for us, like we're going from one game where we play this like where we've been on the front foot and been like even even Sunday, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. First half we like all over them, and it was like class. And I thought, right, we'll carry on like this, and we it's a definite three points. So I thought they complete it's like he put out another 11 second half. I don't know what he said to him half time. I think Burnley was up a little bit to little bit to it, which which we expect. He ch- teams do change at half time. We see it every single game because I, I noticed it in the first half with Jimenez almost coming a little bit a little bit deeper and Samado going out wide. Charlie Taylor was caught in no man's land, and we had a lot of joy mm. doing that. Now, if you look in the second half, they packed that area out. But you're telling me that, okay, they've identified that and they've nullified it. Then we can't find another part for us to play yeah. through. It was like, fucking hell, they know what we're doing now. We fucked. Like, and it was mm. like, that was it. It's, well, plan, you, it's all, it's plan, it's never plan B, it's plan A.1 or plan yeah. A.2. You said that in the fans react and there was a lot of people, to be fair, about in the comments saying, yeah, I agree exactly what Matt's saying. But you're right. It's like, we just yeah, can't. It change. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 12 months, <laughs> what a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, bet, mate, though, mate. Me and you nearly had nearly had a very good week. We we finished just outside the top five, but well, I, I'm pretty me? sure I didn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did, mate. I'm pretty sure you did. 
For what? I ain't checked, mate. The Burnley Yeah, you the finished game. 16th. I finished 13th. There was a point difference. So obviously, I finished above you because, yeah. you know, normal That's service resuming, etc., etc. Um, But Liam Tazza, 97, took home £60. And th- this bloke, he absolutely pissed it, mate. 80.5 points, the closest. Next was 71.5. Have you, you seen know, his team, the- though? One of the biggest. I'm going to read it out Burnley, now. Mate. He, he, he Burnley. did, but I think that's that's the way you do it, mate. If you you've just got to put your bollocks on the line, haven't you? Pick one team, which is what I've done for the Brighton game, which I'll come on to in a bit. But he went Nick Pope in goal, 14 points for Nick Pope. Oh, what he was doing? He had Johnny Roberts, vice captain McNeil, 18, uh, Captain Brown, 18 points. And he picked Veghorse and Vidra. Um, and he absolutely smashed it. So congratulations. Uh, special mention to XGJHP as well. Who is uh, Joe? He's a he's an avid listener to Talking Wolves. He always comments in the in, in down below. So um, thanks for your support, mate. He finished fifth. He's been doing all right on bet, mate. Recently, he won the last two up. games. I think he entered yeah, one yeah. of the ones last night as well. Yeah, mm. so he, he only took home twelve pound, but you know what? It's better than better, better than nothing, isn't it? So uh, congratulations to to those who finished in the top five. Dave and I will be back stronger for the Brighton game. So let's talk about the Brighton game on Saturday. I won't I won't be going. Um, I've got a voice like some flying on Monday, so Plastic. I'll be watching it from my uh, sofa. And you know what? I feel like I might be watching it from behind the sofa after <laughs> after last Sunday. You never know what you're going to get with Burn, uh, with Brian, do you, John? No, I think there um, there's a bit of a say a, a say a weird loving of Graham Potter, but I actually think he's a decent manager. To be fair, and I think that they've gone. You know, they beat Arsenal and Spurs in the last two away games, haven't they? As well, I think. Are they? Yeah, I think they beat yeah one yeah, 0 didn't they? Spurs, yeah, Spurs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, two one at Arsenal, wasn't it? So you're right. You know, I think they're a good team. They're dangerous. They can hurt you. They've got a few players that I quite like. I think the win backs are quite good. I think Kukurella is a very unsung player in the Premier League. Lamptey, if fit, is another good solid win back as well. And uh, they'll make it difficult. They're a bit of a bogey team for us. And um, yeah, you might as well flip a coin. At, at 255 is if in terms of what Wolves team are going to turn up. I think, we, I think we turn up, we win. If we don't turn up, we get turned over. I think it's as simple as that. Dave, what's your what's your team selection and shape for, for Saturday? Oh I, I went back on bet mate if we made my bet mate team. No, no, um... no, your actual your actual <laughs> team. No, no, I'll ask you that in a bit, mate. Uh I think he's got to stick with the three four three. Um I think you've got to go for it. Uh obviously Saar don't know what the situation with Kilman is, so let's pretend it's the same. I'd go same back five, um, same middle two, and this is as much as it because we are fit on the squad. Striker, I don't know, man. I'd like to see him and a silver proper front two, not him and his out on the wing. And I would like to see if if it pedents in, in, is like a number ten, just as that like free roam. Um, but I think it's probably going to be Huang. Jimenez and don't know, don't know who else. Maybe Neto, but I, I, again, I don't think he's fit. I'd love to see Chiquinho giving a go. Don't know what the situation is with Trincao, but we we paper thin again, which is frustrating. Mm. I uh, Pedent, he's, he's got a poorly toe, hasn't he, or something? Has he? Yeah, Strap it up, get him in. Yeah, it's, it's apparently he's got an uncomfortable pain in his foot. Um, poorly toe. <laughs> Well, it could be a poorly toe. I don't is, know. That the, is that the uh, the medical term? I think so. Yeah, mate. Is that with a poorly toe? But if if he's fit, he's got to play. There's there's rumours that Neves might be back as well. I don't think he'll start. I no. reckon he'll be what someone that comes off the bench, maybe sixty minutes. 
if they if they're chasing the game, maybe. Don't know. Would they? Ri- oh yeah, maybe if they chase. If if we're winning, I don't think we'll risk. No, him. I, you wouldn't yeah. risk him, would you? Hopefully, they don't rush him back. But oh, it's, I don't know, George. What what's your take? I don't even I don't even know anymore. Um, I probably agree with Dave if Pedenz is fit. I think he's yeah. I, well, for whatever happened, you know, Trincao looked like an absolute world beater, didn't he, against Leeds? Yeah, I said to sign him after that. And then fucking Newcastle. I mean, to be fair, they're all bad at Newcastle, but he was, yeah, he was really bad, wasn't he? And, and you can tell, I think all those rumours came out like we weren't signing him. And it almost you could tell in that performance at Newcastle, like, oh, well, fuck you, then I can't be arsed. And, um, yeah, I'd go same back five. I think it's unfortunate, really, Johnny's form as a right wing back. But I, I, I think you, you've got to play Samedo, right yeah. wing back, Johnny left wing back. Um, yeah, Bolly, Cody, Kilman for me, if he's fit. Then mm-hmm. uh, Matinho, Pedence. And then I'd like to see Jimenez and Fabio up top, but there's no way he's doing it. I think he'll go Quang. You'll go Huang Jimenez and yeah, like I say, we pay for thin, aren't we? And this is the frustrating thing where, again, whatever you think of uh, Madama Traore, he's a bit of a Marmite figure. He's better on being on our bench than he's Barcelona's bench where he's not kicking a ball. It's the strangest mm. transfer. It's looking yeah. strange about the day, isn't it? There's, there's loads and loads of rumours circulating around particular situations. One that's doing the rounds is that he, he's going to come back and sign a new contract, which... I can't see happening. I really can't. But at the minute, you we always say, you're screaming, this game screaming out for a Dharma. But like Sunday, <laughs> Sunday was, Sunday yeah, was, mm-hmm. and like, it's another profile, something that can add, add a little bit different. I think the only the only way he plays Silver and Jimenez together is if Pedence plays on Saturday. But yeah. saying that though, like the game on um, the the game on Sunday, it wasn't it wasn't a out and out three four three. It, it, it was fluid. Sometimes you had the two, one and the two. So I think it works with the right players. It, it does, yeah. Right but Wang isn't, yeah. isn't isn't that isn't that player to do it? I don't think. We got the ball in the right areas a couple of times. Just needed somebody in the back, you know, to stick it in the back of the net. Samado put a wicked ball across the box in the first half. Silver yeah. did as well, I think, yeah. towards the end of the first half. Yeah. No, no, no one's gambled. Same, same as last year. But it's gonna, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really tough game on Saturday. But if, if there is any glimmer of hope for Europe, and we said it against Burnley, this is absolutely must-win, 110%. If we get anything less than a win from this, I, I, it, it can't happen. I still think we need to beat Brighton, beat Norwich, and beat either one of City, Chelsea or Liverpool. Probably Chelsea. We'll lose, we'll lose, uh, we'll lose to Brighton, lose to Norwich, and do the other three, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the Wolves' way, wouldn't it? Typical Wolves. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Dave, yeah. talk me through your um, your team for the Betmate game uh, against well, Brighton. So it's it's three pound in, and it's a hundred and fifty pound minimum payout. And of course, be gambling aware, Dave. What's the winning yeah. team going to be, mate? Well, I'm hoping lots of people join in. Uh, we're up against actually a, another channel as well. We're up against a Brighton fan channel, Seagull Social. Last time um, we did so this, little... we took the piss, didn't we? Mac yeah, White exactly. Channel. So yeah. we uh, for the Newcastle game, although Wolves lost, me and Matt smashed it. Uh, we we beat the Magpie channel. They had to wear a Wolves shirt on their next podcast. So I'd assume the uh, the you know the forfeit is the same. So um, it looks like Matt's got a Brighton shirt on now, to be fair. But next podcast, <laughs> it, we might be wearing a Brighton shirt, although it's, it's an all right number there. Their homes. It's uh, blue and white stripes, mate. 
Yeah, no, but it's like a not, little night gold tick. It looks smart. Come okay. Um, yeah, my team is uh, Jose Sarr, uh, Willie Bolly, because I just thought he was a tank on uh, Sunday. Um, Cucurella, or whatever, uh, however you say his name. Sasado. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Brighton midfielder, uh, alongside Matinho, <laughs> and a front two of Jimenez and Huang, subject to change, because, yeah. If, if, if Bruno watched the same game I did, Huang probably won't be starting. So I've I've gone a little bit different, and again, this is subject to change because, as ever with bet, mate, you can change your team for up to five minutes before the kickoff. Um, so this again, subject to change. I've gone Sanchez in goal. I've gone Veltman and Kukurea, Captain Kukurea. Gone Basuma in the middle because he's an absolute interception machine. Matinho, vice captain, Silva and Huang up top. Um, I'm hoping that. Silva gets a nod over Jimenez and it'll be Huang and maybe Trincao. That's why I've picked him. Um, Jimenez doesn't even get on the bench for me at the minute. I've gone with Saar, Johnny, Saicedo and Danny Welbeck. This is how bad it's got. So again, it's subject to change. I, I think Jimenez will start. So if that is the case, he'll come into the team for me. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's hopefully going to be the winning team. But like Dave said, we're up against... Uh, another fan, another fan channel in this. I'd imagine there's going to be a forfeit. I don't really want to be wearing a blue and white top. I don't think you'd be either, though. So I mean, it'd be nice to add it to the collection, but I, I, I'm probably I'm not going to be wearing it. I hope not. On the if pod, if they bought you a top and you, you're allowed a name and number on the back, what are you going to have? You're going to have a player. I was going to say Basuma, but he, he's going down for some dodgy shit. Isn't he so uh, I don't probably know. not. No, no. you're not. No. No. Maybe Cucurella. Yeah, I like his trim, to be fair. So I'll grow mine out. Yeah. What? Yeah. It'll yeah. beehive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. The, the game on, on Saturday, it's, it's £3 entry and £150 minimum payout. Um, so, yeah, make sure you join that. And, of course, be gamble aware. And if you want to join, link is in the description below. Right then, lads. Percy Bomb today. John Percy bomb, um, which is as Dave said earlier, which is quite fitting considering season ticket prices are going to be announced probably in the next two or three weeks. Um, <laughs> links today, uh, with with Goncalo Gwedge from Valencia. Um, it's not it's not a transfer window or, or or even a talking walls video about that link coming up. It's an easy link to make, and it's it's a link I'm fairly happy with, Dave. Yeah, big big Gonzalo. Um, yeah, I mean, he like you say, he's linked. Genuinely, every every transfer window. I just quickly look now this sort of time last year to see what sort of rumors came about to see you know when just before the early bird was released and Guedes was one of them. To be fair, um, but yeah, I think we spoke. Yeah, uh, Jeff yeah. and think, Scott Sellers. Yeah, They're, I think when we spoke about it a couple of months ago, obviously you looked into it and he'd been playing quite you know quite a lot centrally for Valencia yeah, as well. So top, can players like that. Yeah, as a left left sided or like as a second striker almost. So, you know, I think he, he's his output and his goal contributions has, has been a lot better this season. And obviously, he's Portuguese, so yeah, fits the bill. Yeah, he's, if, if in terms of a box ticking exercise, he really does fit the bill. Yeah, yeah, he's he's played he's played mostly up top in a four four two with Maxi Gomez, who and if you ever watched them play, he's a bit of a lump, and he, he's been almost playing playing a little bit shorter than him, but. Like Dave's has said, he can play off the left, he can play off the right. And Wolves do look for players like that, don't they? They look for players yeah, who, who, versi- who... Versatility, who, isn't versatile. it? Versatile. Yeah. Um, he's out of contract as well the end of next summer, which rumours suggest that he could be available for around 12 to £15 million, which is 
considering that's what we spent on Huang. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, Jordan. Yeah, if he's available, it's a good profile. Um, I haven't seen him play for a little bit because I know that, well, since uh, La Liga TV came out, I haven't got it, so I haven't really watched a lot of him. But I've, I've seen um, that he's been scoring goals and getting the plaudits and stuff. And it, see, it, it just sounds like a Wolf signing, doesn't it? So for me, it's uh, a green yeah, green tick for me. And if he wants to play with a lump next season, we can get Keith Moore, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Push the agenda, mate. Me and Dave have been getting played, get him in for age. Where is Keith Moore? I mean, is it Bournemouth? He went to Bournemouth, definitely. Bournemouth, yeah. yeah did, he, did he go on loan or permanent? I think permanent. They're signing for Jack Orr, man. Yeah. See, what's his goal record this year? I've not seen him score. I don't think he scored, uh, man. I remember that. that uh, was, it, was it the summer deadline we were looking at him? He yeah, was, wasn't it? The summer, summer. window? Um, talking about getting him well. he's played once that. at Bournemouth and yeah. scored zero goals I think he's been injured hasn't he? I know that Solanke's been yeah he's he's banging him in to be fair in as well so yeah I know it's all, all also suggested um, in, in the John Percy article if you want to read this go on to Twitter you look at Talking Walls we've we, we, we linked to it or look at obviously the Telegraph website obviously a very good place to look for it um, linked with um, Hugo Ekatike the, the 19 year old forward who plays in Liga Un um, had quite a good season this season but there seems to be a whole host of top clubs looking at him I know he rejected the move to Newcastle in January I think they I think they bid around 20 25 million for him I think they were yeah. holding that with something ridiculous whether that's like no they they accepted the deal or... they accepted the deal uh, and he they? rejected the move yeah yeah I think so yeah hmm. so a nineteen-year-old, quite, a, quite, a, quite a big lad. But from from what I've I've seen of his three minutes highlights clip on on YouTube, yeah. welcome um, to yeah. Newcastle. I watched good, good video. <laughs> the next Raul Jimenez question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he look he looks to be quite an agile player. But it says within that article that Wolves are prioritising a striker. Do you think that's something we need to do, Dave? I know we spoke about it previously on this pod. I think so. I think it's we we definitely need one. You know, one. I think we need one anyway. But two. You know, I, I think I've got as good a chance as Jimenez and Silva at scoring a goal for Wolves at the minute, and I'm gash. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think we need one. Is Ekatike the answer? I don't know. Never seen him play properly, so I do like the look of him. But but you know, you could put a three minute highlight of my best bits, and I'd I'd look all right as well. So to be fair, um, the one you put up on Twitter when you played in goal at, at Molyneux, like you actually like a world beater. So uh, one save at Molyneux, yeah. Oh, and the one of the fan, the fan cast game. Right? Oh, yeah, right. you, you, you well. did that. So you kept kept him at bay, mate. It could have been. Oh, yeah, George played against goals. us that game. He scored seven goals in behind enemy lines. lines. Yeah. yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to, to credit to George, I, I didn't even realise he was playing. So uh, scored twice. Well. Uh, no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> God, defense, he's getting on any messy, mate. Yeah. Um, the, the the article from Percy said, who's usually bang on the money, to be fair, has, has stated that Wolves are targeting a right-centred centre-back in the summer too, with the plan to move Max Kilman from the right to the left of a back three. Jordy, is that something that you would welcome? But would you also welcome keeping Connor Cody in the side? Because I'd imagine that's what that means. Um, So, I think on my debut on here, I said about I'd rather have Kilman on the left because you've almost got that eight ball having you playing yeah. you know, rather than cutting it and playing it. I, I saw a load of comments about it all saying, oh, why are we playing? Oh, we're still keeping three at the back and now everyone's turning on Cody. It's all Cody's fault that we're playing three at the back. Like, 3-4-3 three, three is not a negative formation. If you're playing it with intent and we've seen it at times this season, it can be, the, the formation it can be as attacking as you want it to be 
and I don't mind it. I, I don't mind us playing three four three because I think you know it allows the wing backs to get forward, and when it's fluid, it looks great. But we do definitely need centre halves. I think size will be off. I think that Bolly, there's a question mark still there. Although I think he's looked good since he's come back into the side. Like I said, the whole team could do with a refresh, which is something I said about earlier. I'd welcome new players in most positions, to be honest with you. And it does seem like we'll end up buy, having to sell to buy, um, which is the only alarming thing. But yeah, the team does need a bit of a refresh. So yeah, I welcome any good players that will come and help the team, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same, mate. It does feel quite stale. Um, and it, it, it does need a refresh. I'm okay with, with sell to buy as long as A, we're getting a good enough fee for the players we're selling uh, and we're not just lining Mendes' pockets and B, we replace them with the right players and, and, and players who are going to come in and not just improve the squad, but improve the 11 because that's that's what we need. And I think that, personally, I think that Wolf could spend 100 million this summer and still not finish eighth next season. Because I think there's going to be so many teams around us that are going to strengthen. Villa will strengthen, Newcastle will strengthen. You know, if West Ham manage to get into the to the Champions League, they'll obviously strengthen. It's going to, struggle, even, man. It's going to be a big job. Yeah, even teams around us right now, like United, they're obviously going to have a huge change, you know, under Ten yeah. Hag. So, yeah, we got, we got to... And what I sort of hope happens from like almost like a selfish point of view, so people don't annoy me on Twitter... Is that almost the same Patricio and Saw uh, debacle that we found out we were getting rid of Patricio, but we knew Saw was going to be the replacement straight away? I don't think I can cope with a couple of weeks of Twitter knowing Neves is going or leaving without knowing a replacement's coming in. If they say, right, Neves is going, but Wolves have identified Palinia as a target and they're close to agreeing a deal or whatever, then sound because we know Palinia is going to be the man. But if we go two or three weeks on Wolves' Twitter just knowing Neves is leaving with no replacement, it's going to get nasty, I'm sure. Mm. I pers- personally think that this summer, if we have a really bad window and Neves goes and we don't sign adequate replacements or don't make a, a marquee sign, I think I think you could see I could see it turning. I really can. Um, I feel like it's been, and it, you know, it's, it's it's certain corners of Twitter, but it's been bubbling for the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, you, you, there's even like the even the hashtag fosin out, which I don't agree with, but you know, it, it generates, especially if during transfer windows, you know, reactive fans are. But I can, I can, I can really see it turning if it's not a strong window, I really can. But it does say in the article and, and, and believe what you want to believe. Um, it may be ulterior agendas for why this article's come out, but it says Wolves weren't, weren't keen to, to spend in jam, but are keen to spend in the summer, so. Who knows? It's what as 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 I always say, making judgments at the end of the window, not before. So we shall see. Um, would you like to do a quiz, boys? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Um, <coughs> so same premise as the last couple of podcasts. So you got thirty seconds to ask me uh, questions. I'll for yes and no questions. Uh, you got to try and guess a player in thirty seconds. Once the thirty seconds is up, you get a guest. Um, Get a guest, you get a guest. Let me just get my stopwatch out. Um, George, would you like to go first, mate? Yeah, go on then. Go on, (laughs) so these are players from I'm just looking now from 2006 onwards, um, and this includes current players too. Um, so and, and and if people aren't sure what the quiz is, so you could ask an example, is he French? 
Um, did he play under Nuno? That kind of stuff. Um, okay, George, you have 30 seconds to tell me who this Wolves player is I'm thinking of in three, two, one, go. Did he play under McCarthy? No. Did he play under Jacket? No. Nuno? Yes. Um, Portuguese? No. Um, from the UK? No. Um, did he play midfield? No. 10 seconds. Was he a wing back? Yes. Um, Silvio, no, oh, I said Paul, no. Silvio, it's not Silvio. No. Um, time's up. One minute, no. Time's up. Time's, in. time's up, you got, you've got one guess. So he played under Nuno, he's not Portuguese, he's not British, he's not a midfielder, but he is a wing back. Um, I can't think, you know, I've got a pass. I reckon Dave's got it in the bag. I think I know. Well, I've got a guess. Dave, who is it? A Fosuai? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Marcel, oh. mate. <laughs> oh, oh, that was Bay. That was easy, wasn't it? Oh. Fucking a Fosuai. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yes, come on. I'm going to. George, guess was better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it was Portuguese, and then I still um, said, you know. Say, so even if you say he's Portuguese, yes, it doesn't really narrow it down to anyone. Yeah. No, no, it's a shit question to us. I'm learning. You're learning, mate. You're asking the right questions, though. I mean, most of the questions are, did he play under ex-manager? Did he sign from? What was it? Uh, did he play right back? Is he French? That kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Dave, you've got 30 seconds to tell me uh, who this Wolves player is I'm thinking of in three, two, one, go. Did he play under McCarthy? Yes. Is he still playing now or is he retired? He's retired. Yes. Yeah. No, he's not. No. Yeah. No. What? So he's not playing now? No. So, okay. Uh, did he play during the championship season? Yeah. Uh, was he British? Yeah. 10 seconds. Was he def- defender? No. Midfielder? Yeah. Uh, did he play in the Premier League with us? Yeah. Uh, was he Welsh? No. Time's up. English? Oh, shit. Time's up. I did do well there, George. I didn't ask the right question. <laughs> This could be anyone, man. Um, Carl Henry. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting... Jesus. Don't worry, George. He hasn't seen the notes. These are my notes. He's not seen a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shot in the dark, that is, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> could have been anyone, to be fair. Could have been, yeah. It could have been David Jones. It could yeah, have been... Yeah. that. Uh, who else? Michael Mancia. Yeah. Not, not again. That one did me no. last time. George, you've got 30 seconds to tell me who this Wolves player is I'm thinking of in three, two, one, go. Did he play under Nuno? Yes. Is he a striker? No. Is he a defender? No. Midfielder? Yeah. Um, Is he Portuguese? No. Is he a central midfielder? Yes. Is he... 10 seconds. African? Yes. I think I've mentioned him on the pod already. I'll go for Alfred and Die. Correct. It's Alfred and Joy. Well done. Well done, sir. Get well done. There. What a player. Well superb. Done. Superb. You're getting the hang of it now. Look at him. He's yeah. well invested. <laughs> <laughs> David has a party. You have 30 seconds to tell me who this Wolves player is I'm thinking of. Starting in three, two, one, go. Did he play under McCarthy? Yes. Championship season? Yes. Uh, is he retired? 
No. Ooh. Defender? No. Midfielder? No. Striker? Yeah. Still playing out. Welsh? Yeah. Sam Volks. It's Sam Volks. Yeah. <laughs> You're on fire, mate. You're on fire. Yeah, come on now. Before you give me the hard ones with a coffee as well. But to be fair, I would have bottled both of those that Jord had. Jord, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've got 30 seconds to tell me who this Wolves player is I'm thinking of in three, two, one, go. Did he play under Nuno? No. Did he play under Bruno? No. Uh, Solbakken? No. McCarthy? Yes. Uh, is he retired? Yes. Was he a defender? Yes. Was he British? Yes. Fullback? Yes. 10 seconds. Left back? Yes. Um... You're nearly there. English? Yes. Time's up. Matt Hill? Yeah! Matt Hill! <laughs> yeah, I knew you got that! No way! <laughs> <Soon>. <laughs> that is specialist. That is specialist. <laughs> This is textbook yeah. trivia, it really is. Even I wouldn't have got that. Matt Hill. Go on, go on. Superb. Superb stuff. David has a party. I don't think I can top that. You've got 30 seconds to tell me who this Wolves player is, starting in three, two, one, go. Did he play under McCarthy? No. Solbacken? No. Saunders? No. Nuno? Yes. Uh, championship season? No. Oh, Premier League. Okay. Uh, defender? No. Midfielder? No. Attacker? Yes. 10 seconds. European? Yeah. Oh, my dogs. Even my dogs are getting involved. European striker. Um, Portuguese? Oh. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> Gotta be stern though, mate. Can't be showing favoritism. Um striker, Nuno, Premier League, Euro European, yeah? Yep. Did I say that? Yeah. But you don't know if he's Portuguese or not. Fuck. Uh, did I ask championship as well? You said no. Yeah, he's not playing the championship. Jeez. Well, that's probably his fucking level. Fabio Silva. Not Fabio Silva. <laughs> George, you've got a chance to steal it and take home the take home the dub. Um right, let's think about this. Striker, Premier League. Oh, I didn't play in the championship. Who didn't play in the championship? Play in the Premier League. He's European, he's a striker, he's playing in the Premier League. It's not Fabio Silva, he's not Portuguese. You just give him the you just told him he's not Portuguese. What's that about? <laughs> um <laughs> Have you gone rogue here and done something weird? Um, I'm going to take a, an absolute stab because I can't think yeah. of anyone signed up front. Yeah. I'm going to go with Chem Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Catrone. Oh, <laughs> obviously. Oh, Come on, boys. Come on, mate. There's an open goal there. There's a tapping. Could have wheeled away. <laughs> and yeah, I even told it he wasn't Portuguese, which I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't be showing My dog's distracted me, man. If my dogs weren't barking, I'd been, I would have been in there. All of me are his excuses, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, it's question time. A um, little bit pushed for time. We're well over at the hour mark now, but let's get into it. These usually take about 20 minutes anyway. Um, starting with Twitter, thanks for those who sent in the questions. As always, I had quite a few. Normally, after a defeat, we get loads. A lot of them are duplications or 
there or thereabouts in the same questions. Andy Willis has asked, lads, it seems too much of a coincidence that Wolves seem to bottle it when we have huge games under both Nuno and Bruno. What are your thoughts on this? Is it tactics and underlying culture or being too nice? Um, well, I think George, George spoke about it before and I've said, I've mentioned it. I, I, I always look at the game against Albion when we lost and you could just see there was fight. You know, they wanted it. And even Burnley, you know, to be fair, I say that Burnley. I don't. I don't even think they needed to roll the sleeves up on Sunday. Like we made it easy for them. But there have been games against teams like the Albion, especially when he just like they were celebrating. You know, keeping the keeping the clearing the ball from a corner or whatever. So I think the real it is personnel, um, definitely because it's happened over the last two years. We've had two different managers, so I think it comes down to personnel. So I think that sort of leader type player is definitely something that we need to to start looking at. And I think the yeah. way our recruitment is, yes, we tend to go with these younger players, normally Portuguese or European. So I don't think people would be against one or two more experienced pros to sort of help out with that sort of thing, as long as they're the right sort of player for our team. Yep. Paul Nichols was asked, should Campbell and Chiquinho be given a chance versus Brighton? It couldn't be any worse, Jord. Mm, no. Like, I'm not averse to it, but I don't... Um... Not when there's still games to play for. Yeah, yeah, we've still got stuff to play for. And I know that Chiquinho's had a, there's a lot, quite a lot of fanfare from on Twitter, but I think of the limited amount of minutes down the pitch, I think he looked really green. I'm not saying there isn't a player there, but he's not someone who I'd necessarily trust from the start at mm. all right now. Um, still stuff to play for, a bit too soon. If I think if we lose to Brighton, we can start planning for next season. That's That would be my approach to it. Mm. Um, Daniel Patrick has asked, "What do you th- what do you think that Eight Nori has been left out of the side for the last three games? Do you think Bruno is trying to use tough love and getting training like he plays, or is he just not fancied by Bruno?" I think again, we, this is something we've spoken about before. I think in terms of discipline, I don't think he's the you know he's not on top of things in regards to punctuality. Let's say so. You know, there's stuff like being late and so on that we we've known of, um, and that that's not going to you know that's just going to piss the manager off really uh, so I think there's that and again I've said it before I, he's been good this season for us eight Nori, but it seems like an absolute age since we've seen him play I, I just don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes there that's something we don't know about maybe now Johnny's back he could be the next left wing back talk about shock departures maybe eight Nori could be out the door in the summer I don't, I don't know Link, was it with PSG before yeah, before we got him, wasn't he? PSG Palace was the one he was linked with, believe it or not, because of the French link. Neto yeah. was the one linked with PSG. But the French yeah. connection. Wasn't he man of the match before we signed him for anger or Andre? Oh, yeah. 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 Anger, that's what you thought. Anger, t shirts that we've made. Well, for Angers against Mbappe and Neymar, I remember them sort of lapping up and we signed him. Yeah. I think it's an act. It's hard to say, isn't it? It's not in it, but I think the Kiana Hover comments were aimed at a, maybe more than just Kiana Hover. It definitely yeah. was, yeah. And yeah. I'm ignoring in that bracket as well. Um, Tyler has asked, is Morgan Gibbs-White part of the answer to our lack of goals next season? And if not, what would each of you like to see for him? Personally, I'd like to see him be brought back um, as long as we adapt the system to fit him in. I feel like the, the system we play currently um, unless it's almost that third midfielder, I don't think he suits. So if not, I'll be sending him out on loan or flog him if the if the money's if the money's right, Dave. Yeah, I mean he had a he had a good preseason last year. 
to be fair, the last few pre-seasons, I think he's been very decent. Uh, even in the Asia Asia Trophy, you know, he, he did really, really well. Um, and it's just that I think he's unfortunately been one of a few players where Wolves, under Nuno and under Bruno, have not had a system that suits their strengths. Um, and I'm not saying change the whole formation just to suit Morgan Gibbs-White, because that's never going to work. But for this year, he had a really good pre-season, started off the season quite brightly, did really well against Forrest in the Cup. But he just wants to be playing games. And I know he was he was a bit mm. peed off when he came back from his loan last year. And he, in the, in after the Swansea uh, loan deal and Nuno barely gave him a kick. So he just wants to be playing football. If we can find a system that, that's going to suit him and give him a good amount of 60 to 75% of the minutes, then I think, you know, it'll be, it'll be grand. But at the moment, he's a player playing with confidence, with no pressure. And just look at what's happening. He's been a... Um, I know I've, I've seen the championship team of the year, but I know a number of people have said that he should have been involved in that as well. Jordan, what do you reckon, mate? It almost feels like for me, and again, I completely echo what Dave said there. I don't think we've ever played a system that suits him. We're quite, we've been quite pragmatic in our formations mm-hmm. under Nuno and more recently Bruno. Once he's changed, I think there's a massive player in there. Pretty honest, if he was. If he wasn't a Wolves player, we'd probably be saying we should be signing Morgan Gibbs White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from stats alone. Um, but I, for me, it feels like, it almost feels like it's just not meant to work here. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't feel like it's going to work. Um, mm. And I've got no, re- there's no reason for that. I think he's a very good footballer. I mean, he's part of that England under 17 World Cup squad who were, you know, well, there's a lot of good players that come out of that crop of them, and he was one of them. And I think, I think he will have a great career. I'm just not sure whether it'll be at Wolves, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's one of those players. I think that you just can't. I can't see him. I think you're right. I can't see him as a Wolves regular. But believe it or not, if you look at his, his actual Wolves act, um, appearances, sorry, he's played a hell of a lot of more games than I think people realise. But I could see him. I think. He probably is close to that Premier League level now. But even if a team, if Sheffield United don't come up, even a team like Forrest, who have got Steve Cooper, who managed him at the Under-17s World Cup, if it's a loan, again, Wolves maybe could loan him out, give him six months at a Premier League level to see how he does. Um, who knows? But yeah, it'd, be, it'd be intriguing this summer, definitely. Um, Dave, do you remember last podcast someone called, was it Bruce Merciesa? Oh, I couldn't pronounce his last name. We wonder where his last name was from. Um, yeah. So apparently it's Maltese, very much like yours. Oh, I've never yeah. heard. How do you how do you spell it? It's M E R C I E C A. T I C E A. M E R C I E C A. Um, he said P.S. Last name is Maltese, um, but he oh, does yeah. ask what. Um, see, I don't know who's asked from his elbow. This <laughs> I've just um, I've just googled that surname, and the first thing is gaymalta.com. So. Um... <laughs> Anyway, Bruce has asked, what do, what do we do with, what do we do with a, a Dharma if Barca don't take him? Jordan, I'll ask you, because Dave's an audience. Yeah, yeah he's, he's looking at other things on the internet. On Thanks for the question, Bruce. Um, Some of us aren't as rude as Dave. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's got to go. And I think it, it's quite obvious that there's been some sort of breakdown in contract talks or whatever it was, which is... And look, Barca is his boiled club. There's no reason why he wouldn't want to go there. I'm not going to ever begrudge him that. But it almost at the same time feels like he's made his bed and he's got to lie in it a little bit. So I think that maybe we, he does sign an extension so we get a bit more money for him. I don't see Adama Torre kicking the ball for Wolves again. 
whether that's with Barcelona or mm. to I can't see him back. What do you reckon, Dave? I don't know. I asked a question on Twitter, didn't I, uh, last night or the night before? I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd love to see him back if he's happy to be here and and does sign a new contract. But if he gets to a point next season, he says, "Oh, I want to stay at Wolves, but won't still won't sign a new deal." Then there's no point. I, I, I don't know if uh, uh, the Guedes thing. A lot of people saying both going into the last year, their contracts could just be a straight swap. Keeps Adama in Spain then, uh, as well. Um, I don't know. So that could be one to keep our eye on, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw a, a big say in it though. I saw yeah. I saw a, a poll on obviously Sport, the Spanish uh, website, and they did a whole article. And I don't know where they asked it. Basically, did a poll of do you want to keep this boss player? Yes or no? Did the whole squad? And some were like eighty percent yes and whatever. Adama was pretty level. I think he just edged into no, but about fifty-five percent of the fans said no, and forty-five percent of the fans said yes. They want to keep That's him. That's like so, a fan base, though. I think it is very very split, and I've seen Barca fans say the same thing. You know, so mm. it'll be intrigued, but obviously they don't want to put their hand in their pocket for him. So that's why it was a stupid deal. But according to Scott Sellers, it was the right deal for both parties. So. Must be true. Um, <laughs> Sid Metcalf has asked, and this is the, the last question, predictions for remaining games. George, just um, results, really. Um, I think I'm not going to be, I'm going to be realistic here. I think we get a point on Saturday. And then we move on to Chelsea. Chelsea. Then Man City, then Norwich and Liverpool. Yeah. City's well, not been well. You know what the weird thing is? I feel more confident about Man City at home than I do about Brighton at home. I just think, and I don't know why. I think if there's something for us still to play, we're we're uh, their bogey team a little bit, aren't we? And I, I think under the lights, midweek, we still got Europe on the mind. We could cause a shock there. I, I think I think we'll end up coming eighth. I think we'll end up coming a bit short. Um, I reckon we'll probably get seven points from the next five games, but I'm not sure in what order or how we do it. Dave, yeah, I think beat Brighton, draw to Chelsea, lose to City, beat Norwich, lose to Liverpool. And I, I think wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if we only we only get three more points for the next game. If that if if my if my prediction is correct, that gets us Europe. Let's hope so. Oh, you're a lot more positive than I am about it. Oh, you've got to be. Um, so let's in. hope so. Oh, actually, a couple more questions. Um, and we get this. We get this a, a, a little a little bit. To be fair, and I, I, we'll address it now. Does Connor Ronan get a look in next season? Well. This is what I was going to say with the obviously like George was saying as well with the Morgan Gibbs White thing. I think I don't think Conor Ronan is Premier League level, unfortunately, but he's player, another though. player. Yeah. He's another player that has unfortunately does not suit the Nuno or Bruno system because he's a player that gets in in those gaps. You know, he's a number ten. No, even as a winger, I like Morgan. I think it, in, if we sat with this formation right now, I would play him as the wide player, and I just don't. Although Conor Ronan's good on the ball, I don't think he's quick and physical enough to play that role in the Premier League. No. George, do you see a future for Conor Ronan at Molyneux? He might make... Uh, no, not at Molyneux. I think he's, it seems like he's had a good low move. Not that I watch a lot of uh, Scottish football, but you know what? Like for him, though, a good career would be... I can still have a good career. I think he could play championship football from what I've seen of him. And Like a Barry Bannon. A little bit of a yeah, a little yeah. Scottish magician in the midfield, yeah. you know, 
one even of those Irish. Even though he's Irish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Never mind, mate. There you go. Slip of the tongue. Um, Skitted, mate. He could, um, he could, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he ended up at one of like the bigger teams in Scotland. Um, maybe not. He might have to go and jump to like an Aberdeen, Hibs, Hart, oh, and, yeah. and do, and then before he goes. But he's getting game time now, and I think that's what's important and similar for Morgan. You know, I yeah. think they'll just be happy that they're they're getting the game time. And the last question is Banksy's or Carlin? Um, it'd have to be Carlin for me. Banksy's is mostly bitter, isn't it, George? Yeah, why are you to me first with the back? I was going to say, because, that because Dave, Dave won't know. Dave oh. won't know, mate. No, no, I'm not. I don't like my bitters either, to be honest with you. Um, so it'd have to, after those, out of those two choices, it'd have to be, it would have to be a Carl. Well. Okay, let's flip it. Let's flip it on its head. What are your top three beer choices? Top three lager choices? Oh, this is this is where um, this gets interesting. I'd probably go Estrella. No, one. not Senorita Beta. You don't want that, mate. <laughs> That's a good shout. Estrella number one. <laughs> Senorita uh, Beta. <laughs> Estrella. Probably Moretti, number two. Oh, my God, this is terrible. No, I like these shouts. Yeah, and then I would probably go a Peroni, number three. But oh, look at, I've really let Matt down here. Italian lagers. He's a proper little bub. Yeah, yeah, he just really hated my choices. I, I've been enjoying a Madri recently. Yes, though. this is where it comes in. This has just come back in, isn't it? This is like a proper... Yeah, no, Madri's one, new anyway. It's a new, yeah, it's, it's only came out last year. It's oh. a, that's Carl, same brewery as Carl, isn't it, I think? I think yeah, Molson Coors, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, brewed in Burton. That, that little yeah. Spanish Spanish sprinkling. In Madrid, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so yeah, Madri's, Madri's uh, on the rise by the looks of it. So it's, oh, uh, it's good. the price of it's on the rise as well, mate. It's a joke. I'll add one on Sunday in the Seven Stars, Old Winford. Nice little boozer. £4.70. Is that the one, um, is that the one by, by the train station? Yeah, by the junction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I went in there a couple of weeks ago, actually. It's all right. The, the amount of beers I've got on, mate, I was sport for choice. Yeah. Sport for choice. And you've probably, after your Madri, had a, had a Prona. Doesn't look like good. <laughs> Dave, what's your top three? In any, in, in any order. Probably under pressure here. Um, John Smith's Carlin Foster. <laughs> Jackie. Um, <laughs> now, like a Madri. Um, no, I'll drink anything, man. Genuinely, I ain't that bothered about a beer, to be fair. Uh, Madri, I do like, and I just came across it accidentally a couple of weeks ago. I saw it at the the local. Um, we had one, didn't we? A couple of weeks ago, for a mixer, yeah, yeah. I saw a crate, I was just looking at so many crates of beers. I thought, I'll have that, it looks all right, and it was quite nice. See, I'm partial to a Budweiser, and I know a lot I'm of people aren't, uh, aren't a big fan, but I don't dislike a Budweiser, to be fair. Um, I don't want to cause light either, I know that's all. Like- Oh, mate, I am oh, as well. So I don't bad. like the heavy stuff, like stuff like cause light sound. Yeah. Or Bud Light. For, for me, it has to be Madri, probably Estella, and an Asahi, which is a Japanese lager. If you've ever tried that. You know you know what makes me like Budweiser even more? I remember a couple of years ago, they asked Talking Walls to retweet a post, and I said, I'll retweet it if you send me a crate of beer. And they're like, uh, all right then. <laughs> Two crates of Budweiser turned up the next day. Yeah. Sorry, go. mate, I never told you that. I should have kept that quiet. I was going to say, if it, if it was Madri, Matt, I'd have been a lot more fuming, but yeah. because it's Budweiser, it's not too bad. Yeah, have, have you ever tried an Asahi, George? Yeah, yeah. It's nice stuff, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite it's loopy, quite, though. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can't have a go at me for saying my choice and you put Stella in your top three. What's wrong with Stella, lad? You put Stella in your top three? I think it's in number two. <laughs> no, it's in any order. I'd probably say it's number oh, three out of them, but... Like, 
a lot of beers you get, and like Australia, which you said, and like Amstel, you get it, and within like two minutes, it's flat. Whereas Estella, it keeps going, it's live, it's live for about three hours. Not that the point lasts me three hours, I'm not Dave as a party, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's oh, not, yeah. Yeah, bit, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a bit, uh, bit hoppy and a bit. Uh, I guess the connotation doesn't help with it either, really, does it? I feel yeah, you know, true. ordering a Stella, it's a bit. You know, yeah. you've got a blue tick as well. Yeah, you've got to keep your head down. You've got to keep yeah. your head down. <laughs> oh dear. Um, thank you very much for today, boys. I've, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like we've chewed the fat for for. You know, a lot longer than, than we usually win. It's always the case after we lose. When we when we win, it's like yeah, it's a good game. He was good. Let's move on. But I just think we're as as football fans, we like to pick holes and stuff and nitpick. But it's been good. I almost feel like these podcasts are like therapy, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. George, where can people find you? Should they wish? If you wish to, um, George was seven on Twitter, uh, and I was going to say other things then, but no, just. Jordan Russell Seven on Twitter. Only follow me on there, please. On LinkedIn as well. Jordan Russell for all your business. <laughs> yeah, George. George does does a LinkedIn post. Recently followed him, and he, he he's very active. Uh, I like that. I like that in a man. Dave, where can people find you? Uh, Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram. You you still on public on Instagram? Yeah, man. Got, oh, yeah. got to keep the profile up. You know, I'm I'm on private. Well, I'm on so I might come I might come off private though. I don't know what I did it to be honest with you. Oh, I, did it. I did it as if I wanted to keep my life private. I literally tweet every day on Twitter. I thought <laughs> it's just nothing like nothing we don't tweet. Uh, I am M Cooper Rights on Twitter and Matt Cooper Bites on YouTube. If you look at the last review for Matt Cooper Bites, by the way, you'll see Dave's first appearance and his first mixed grill. So go and uh, go and see how, how we think the builder's arms in Wolverhampton fared. Um, and of course, do not forget Bet Mate Pot on Saturday, £3 in Wolves versus Brighton for your chance to win a share of £150. Be gamble aware. Um, and in true YouTuber royalty fashion, Dave, will you take it away and sign off the show? Yes, I certainly can. All, uh, the Betmate game as well is a code. I'll make sure I leave that in the description. It's T-L-K-B-R-I to join. Uh, but if you listened on Apple or Spotify, please leave us a review, five-star review. If you've listened on and watched on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And until next time, we will see you all very, very soon.